Hello, 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 and welcome to Real Conversations. I hope all is well. I pray all is well. And if it is not, trust and believe that it can and it will get better. So, uh, by now, I know most of you have heard about the Kiki Palmer situation. And I just want to say, as a woman who is has been down that road... Uh, dealing with abuse and I'm an advocate for it and I speak to women and I podcast and I talk about narcissism I just want to tell you um, and all the women all the listeners don't ever think that it can't happen to you don't ever think that you cannot end up in a situation like this it's sad and it's unfortunate and they t- we talk about red flags and we talk about all the cues and we talk about the signs and what to look for and what not to look for. And sometimes, see, here's the thing. That's the hard part. A lot of the times we see little indicators, but it doesn't quite set off the alarm. And it's not until after you have a child that's when they drop the mask and that is when you see their true colors because now they feel like they have you and I'm telling you they turn into a whole different person after the child gets there they will you know listen to she she talked about it and you know the love bombing the tantrums and how he would, you know, be very jealous and insecure. He's and he knows it. I mean, he's not a bad looking guy, but he's not the how should I say it? She could do better. We all know that she could have done better. We all know that she has access to a variety of men. And when I say variety, I mean black, white, yellow, pink, and purple. You understand what I'm saying? She has a variety of men. And in all different, you know, um, financial brackets. But apparently, for whatever reason, she chose him. You understand what I'm saying? And no judgment. Because we have all been there. We have all chose men. Or been in situations that we really shouldn't have been in. Right. So this is where the love comes in. This is where the compassion comes in. This is where the empathy comes in. And here's the support for a sister, because you can't, you cannot. Emotional abuse is so subtle. It is not done all at once. It's done over a period of time. You understand what I'm saying? If somebody slaps you, you know, it's like you automatically feel it. But when somebody purposely comes into your life and purposely comes in with the intention to destroy you, to hurt you, to bring you down to their level, to stop you from being successful. And again, success can mean anything. 
Because when you're dealing with people who are very insecure about themselves, it does not matter. It could be the slightest little thing. They feel like, oh, do you? They feel very entitled. So they latch on to you to live your life, but to steal and siphon your energy and your life. Like it's the weirdest thing dealing with narcissists. And it's even worse when you live your life in the public eye. Because a lot of people don't want to uh, tarnish, quote unquote, their image. They don't want people in their business. They don't want people to see the hurt, the pain, the shame. So they tend to hide a lot of what they're going through. But this is where we need to speak out. This is where we need to stand up and say, you know what, I'm not dealing with this. This is not my life. What happened to me is not who I am. And you can't claim victimhood, right? So like a lot of the times when I I talk about narcissism, yes, I am a narcissist, narcissistic abuse survivor, but I changed the word. I'm a thriver because that, even though I was in that situation, all of what I experienced, I don't want that to be my, my, how should I say, my card to say, hey, look, I'm a, I'm a narcissist abuse survivor. Look, 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 you know, I'm a victim. I don't, I know. I, I never wanted to claim the victim. I never wanted that to be my, um, how should I, like, I, like, I don't want to walk around with the, you know, I, I don't know. I, for, I It's a word and I, it's not coming to me at the moment. But what I'm saying is, I don't want that to be my crutch. Like, I don't want to go everywhere and be like, this is my experience. I could empathize. I could, listen, I can feel, I know all of it. I can tell you about narcissism inside out. You, you, You feel me? And so, because I've experienced it, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to wear that. I don't want to wear that hat. I don't want to walk around like this is who I am. What I experience is not who I am. But I can tell you what it did to me. I can tell you what it, do- it has done for me. It has made me stronger. It has made me wiser. It has made me a better, you know, I, 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 those boundaries. You know, I will not put up with and deal with any of that again. Because you can't really, how do you go to somebody and say, you know, I'm being emotionally abused. They'll look at you like you're crazy. Most people don't think that emotional abuse is abuse. If they, if you can't show any physical scars, they feel like, well, well, why can't you just walk away? Why can't you just leave? Or why used to, you know, people don't understand how they emotionally manipulate you. They play on your good heart. They, they play on your empathy. And then now you have a child. So you literally have to deal with this person. You have to deal with this person in some way, shape, or form. You will forever be connected to this person. And even though you know it's toxic and unhealthy, you still try to co-parent, right? You still may attempt to co-parent because you try to do What's in the best interest of the child? That's how they play with you emotionally. If they can't, if they can't control you, 
and manipulate you and, you know, do all of the things to you, they would do it through the child. Right? Because they know that the child is what's pulling on your heartstrings. And they know that they will forever be connected to you. They will ever have an imprint and a stamp on your life. Every time you look at your child, you will see that person. That's how they think. Because if you go back to his, and I'm not judging him. I don't really know him per se. But we all know the little stories about how just before he got with her, he was with another girl. And got her pregnant and made her having a term and made her terminate her pregnancy. And I'm quite sure in the moment she was pissed. I'm quite sure in the moment when that was going down, she was, you know, in her emotions and her feels. But I'm quite sure she's looking back now and she's like, yes, I dodged a bullet. Thank God I didn't have that man's kid. Do you see what I'm saying? And so, you know, he found him a bigger fish. And Kiki was the bigger fish. So, you know, he did what he had to do and got her pregnant. And, you know, here we are. And it's just sad and it's unfortunate that, you know, there's a child involved. You know, and he he, he has every right to have both parents. But he also needs healthy parents. Mentally, spiritually, emotionally, you know, healthy parents. And it's hard when you have a parent who's just not healthy. Who was controlling, manipulative, abusive, coercive. You know, you want to publicly shame her and, and get on social media and publicly shame this woman after she worked so hard all her life to build a career for her. She's human. We are, at the end of the day, we are all human. Outside of, that's her job. Do you see? And this is what people don't. This is what pisses me off a little bit about people and they get so, you know, this this whole thing with celebrity. She's an actress. That's what she gets paid to do. Act. That's her livelihood. Why would you want to mess up this woman's livelihood? That's like as if you you work in an office building, right? And every every day your your significant other comes and he starts banging and screaming at the door. And every day, everybody at work is like, wait a minute, why is this crazy man? And then you're like, oh, 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 that's my, that's my partner. Oh, that's my husband. After a while, the, the boss is going to be like, listen, he can't come to the job yelling and screaming and embarrassing you. He's, he's putting other people, you know, in fear. Now you at risk of losing your job. But this is what they like to do. They like to embarrass you. They like to publicly shame you. Why would you want to... How could they expect you to stay in a relationship with them when they are going out of their way to publicly shame you? After you work so hard in your career, in your business, whatever it is to get you where you are at this point in your life. And here you got this lunatic trying to destroy everything, sabotaging you. So so what, you can now uh, live his mediocre life? Because... Apparently, he's not where he wants to be in life. Now, I understand that his brother is an actor. I'm familiar with the brother through, um, I believe, Insecure or whatever show he was on. I don't know what he has done outside of Insecure. I don't really, I'm not a TV person like that. But, I mean, it is what it is. 
You, you understand what I'm saying? So when people are not secure and comfortable in who they are and where they are in their lives, they will always be jealous and insecure or feel some kind of way because she noted in her statement that they would go places or whatever and he would embarrass her. If she was talking to somebody too long, he would storm off and have a tantrum. What grown man does that? What grown man does that? Now, granted, you know, give her a little side eye or give her a little cue like, all right, watch, it's time to go. Hey, excuse me, but we got to move on to the next. Say something. Be a man about it. But when you see a man, a grown man acting this way, childish, and at the end of the day, she has to be in certain places, in certain spaces. She has to go and talk to certain people. She's a public figure. She has to be at certain events. And at the end of the day, maybe she she's going to always run into people who she hasn't seen in a while, rub elbows. You'll never know who is the person who is going to open the door for you for your next opportunity. Do you see what I'm saying? And if you are associated and attached to people who make it difficult for you. Nobody's going to want to work with you. Nobody's going to want to have you around because they know that when you come, you bring in problems. You bring in drama. You bring in chaos. You bring in somebody who's going to be a nuisance and nobody wants to deal with that shit. Time is money. And when you start messing with my money and my money is funny, you got to go. So I feel so, you know, bad for this young woman. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. You know, it is really embarrassing for anybody to go through this. But at the same time, don't wear that shame. You know, that whatever you are experiencing, it has so much more to do with him than you. We are out here. We're supporting you. We're sending you love and light. We are wishing you well. You know, it's time to take a step back and heal. Do what's best for you. Do what's best for your son. You still have a, a, a baby. You know, it's, it's motherhood, it's a long... Motherhood is a journey in itself. You know, let alone trying to balance a career and everything else. Trying to balance your emotions and all the things that you, you know, have going on. And trying to get through with... with listen, trust me, it is not easy. And this is why you need a support system, a support network, people around you who are going to be there to su- support you, love you, and protect you by all means. Because I'm quite sure there's a lot of people in her circle who depends on her for their livelihood. That's why I said when you start messing with the money, you got to go. If you ain't adding, that means you subtracting. And listen... Because at the end of the day, you know, since you now that the baby, it's only eight months. And I'm quite sure, like I said, I'm quite sure there was little events that led up to all of this. And I'm glad she didn't marry him. You know, thank, thank God, because that's a whole nother headache to get rid of them when you marry them. You hear the horror stories. But we saw the writing on the wall. You know, and I'm I'm not sure what transpired after that whole Usher incident. Um, if they actually went back or was in a relationship. I don't know. You know, I didn't really hear anything. 
outside of that, I guess, like I said, she was trying to co-parent. She was trying to, you know, do what she had to do to try to keep her little family unit. But sometimes you got to cut your losses. You got to cut your losses because when you keep going back to that, it gets worse. It don't get better. It gets worse. And once a man start getting physically violent and putting his hands on you and breaking your stuff and destroying your stuff and going through your personal property and, you know, and, and I, like I said, I understand because I, I, like I said, I was, you know, dealing with the narcissist and I remember I had journals and I stopped writing in my journals and I was trying to, in my, when I went to therapy years later, the therapist asked me, well, do you journal? And I said, well, yeah, I stopped journaling because, you know, he was going through my stuff. I'm, I'm literally, I was hiding stuff from myself. Like I was hiding stuff. Who, who wants to live like that? Who wants to be a prisoner in their own home? And so, you know, when they start destroying your property and things that mean have value to you and things that once you start seeing those destructive behaviors and patterns, oh, the mask is already, the mask fell. The, the, there's no turning back after that. There's no point of return. There's no going back. There's no helping that. There's no, I'm sorry. There's no resolution because that is who they are. That is who they really are. And a lot of the times it happens after you have that baby. A lot of these men will impregnate you to keep keep you entrapped with them in some kind of way. They will forever be attached to you. And they will try to find ways to make your life a living hell. And if they can't do it to you, they will do it through the child. And that is so toxic and it's so unfortunate to the child. Because I have two children with the narcissist that I was dealing with. And let me tell you, let me tell you, it's not easy. The trauma that the kids endure, the abandonment, the fear, the confusion, the walking on the eggshells, you know, it's a lot for a child. It's, it's a lot for an adult to process that, but for a child they haven't even developed yet. They have not even developed yet. And the parts of them that are developing are the parts that they don't even, they don't even resonate with. They, they, it's no one, they don't understand it. So I say all of this to say, I hope and I pray, you know, the, that, you know, um, things work out for her. Um, I hope uh, she gets her legal team on board and put things in place um, to set up some clear, firm, and strict boundaries for herself, for her child, and for that man. And co-parent through third parties, whatever she has to do to minimum to no contact with this man because they don't change. They they don't change. So it's just sad and it's unfortunate. And you know, there's nothing that I wouldn't say there's nothing. 
But all I can say is don't ever think that it can't happen to you. Don't ever think that you can't end up in an abusive, toxic, and unhealthy relationship just because you are not physically being abused does not mean that it's not abuse. It's not right. It is still a form of domestic violence. And trust me when I say it does not get better. So you have to plan your exit strategy. Once you start to really see the writing on the wall, that those are your cues to start putting things in place and to detach from this person. Because like I said, once it escalates and it gets to a point where they are angry and they are possibly physically physically uh, abusive and things like that, trust me, I-, I won't say that they would unalive you, but you can't put anything past them. So to all the women who are struggling, to all the women who... Um, You have your intuition. You have your gut feeling. You know something is off. You know something is wrong. Like I said, there's so many self-help books. There's so many podcasters out here. There's YouTube. There's so many amazing people on social media and TikTok who are spreading awareness, spreading the word to this type of abuse. There's women's groups. There's, you know, so many different avenues that you can uh, reach out to if you need to. Uh, I know there's mental health hotlines. You could go and check your mental health hotlines in certain areas or depending on where you live and things like that. Don't be afraid to reach out to someone to possibly help you navigate through whatever it is that you are experiencing. Trust me when I say you are not alone. You're not in this fight by yourself. Sometimes I know you don't want to say anything because you're ashamed or you feel like your family is not really going to help you or your friends or you feel like people are not going to understand. And this is why you need to find an outlet, find a resource, something that can help you understand what you are going through. And here's another thing. No one can force you to leave. We have all been there because I'm quite sure if you listen, no one can force you to leave. But listen to the women who have been through this, because like I said, it does not get better. The longer you stay, it does not change. The longer you stay, the more they think that you are okay with the abuse. It does not get better. So you are going to have to eventually leave. If you want your peace, if you want your sanity, if you want your mental health, spiritual health, emotional health, if you want your life back, you have to set yourself free. You have to let go and you have to detach. I don't care how much you think you love them. That is not love. It is not love. You have to be willing to walk away and leave it alone. 
I always tell women, make sure you're independent. Make sure you have your own money. Make sure you're self-reliant, self-sufficient. That you don't depend on them. That you don't need them. Even if you have to walk away and start all over, you know that you can survive and that you don't have to go back. Because it's a trap. Just to keep you stuck. So, keep encouraged. Keep spreading the word. Keep spreading the message. Keep bringing awareness to this type of emotional abuse. When I tell you narcissism is running rampant, it is everywhere and we are seeing it more and more and it is so prevalent and it is necessary to have these conversations. It is so necessary to bring awareness because this type of abuse is insidious. So with that being said, wishing you ladies nothing but love and light. Stay blessed.